Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. The English-American poet T.S. Eliot famously wrote that April is the cruelest month. While the Middle East is the province of T.E. Lawrence rather than T.S. Eliot, the next several weeks risk proving the poet right this year, even starting a week before April when Ramadan begins. During this time, Jews will celebrate Passover and Christians Easter. Jerusalem could once again become a hotbed of conflict between worshippers, partly driven by politicians. This is on top of the rising tensions year-round between Israelis and Palestinians, and as the U.S. is trying a delicate diplomatic dance between Prime Minister Bimi Netanyahu and President Mahmoud Abbas, with each having serious domestic problems. To analyze this issue, we're joined from elsewhere here in Jerusalem by Professor Efraim Inbal, who is the president of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. Thank you for joining us, sir. My pleasure. Also joining us from the northern part of Israel is Colonel in Reserve Dr. Anan Webe, who is a senior fellow at the ICT at Reichman University and a lecturer at Haifa University as well. Thank you for joining us as well, Colonel. Thank you. Also joining us here in the studio is TV7's editor-at-large and host of Watchmen Talk, Powers in Play, and so much more, Mr. Amir Owen. Amir, give us a... a clearer or, or more focused analysis on uh, the current tense situation that has been ongoing for quite several months, but it has truly intensified in recent weeks. So, you know, Jonathan, developments uh, which uh, regularly uh, would have uh, uh, been uh, demonstrated in major headlines and uh, newscasts have been eclipsed uh, recently by uh, what is happening domestically in Israel. Um, Actually, uh, a few hundred uh, yards from where where we are sitting here in the studio, uh, we saw demonstrations uh, across from uh, the Knesset, the Israeli parliament. And Israel is engulfed in its own internal problems. But this does not mean that the Israeli-Palestinian-American triangle Um, is out of sight. It is still operative. And uh, what we saw recently, in addition to some uh, serious terror attacks in which Israelis uh, were killed, and sometimes the perpetrators have been killed too, was um, a smart diplomatic move on the part of uh, the Palestinians. They were about to... Um, bring a resolution to the uh, UN Security Council um, in which uh, they would demand that Israel cease and desist from um, settlement activity and uh, trying uh, to uh, retroactively legalize uh, outposts. The Americans have uh, put pressure on them, so they withdrew, and uh, just uh, a declaration was enough for them. Uh, In return for that, Netanyahu promised uh, not to do it anymore, whatever For the next several months. Yes, for the next several months, uh, and, and we have a precedent when he was the prime minister in 2009, um, he uh, 
uh, knuckled under pressure, Obama's pressure, um, and froze settlement activities for 10 months. But what happened then was that when the 10 months were about to expire, Abbas demanded that the freeze go on, and if not, he will not return to the table. So once you have it uh, in motion, uh, you may not uh, be able uh, to stop it. Um, and even though Netanyahu has several coalition partners who usually, uh, had they been in opposition, would have raised hell uh, about it, right now they are relatively dormant. But we have not seen the end of it. With the announcement, of course, of 10,000 housing units uh, or housing starts and uh, the retroactive legalization of nine uh, outposts which have previously been illegal under Israeli law. Of course, uh, the government will have its hands full for the next several months. So regardless of whether they pledge or not pledge to the Americans uh, of freezing settlement construction, uh, it seems that, uh, practically speaking at least, it, it doesn't really matter uh, from uh, this perspective. But uh, nonetheless, uh, taking everything into account, I'd like to ask uh, Dr. or Professor in, uh, Inbal, Excuse me. Uh, when we're looking at uh, the current situation on the ground, regardless of what Israel does and the Palestinian uh, leadership does right now, uh, Operation Wastebreaker has been ongoing for quite some time. And uh, we do see also uh, that tensions, regardless of this operation, have been uh, on an upward trajectory. Uh, from your observation, has the fuse been lit? And at what point are we reaching that uh, uh, explosion, potentially, of uh, uh, hostilities, if at all? Obviously, the uh, coming months of Ramadan is a sensitive months when uh, uh, religious emotions are high. And uh, unfortunately, there are political entrepreneurs on the Palestinian side that uh, try to raise the flames. Uh, I think that uh, in Jerusalem, at least, uh, uh, Israel can, uh, to some extent, uh, keep the flames down if it will have uh, a large uh, uh, police presence. This usually deters uh, perpetrators of terror. Uh, and uh, I think the police will take the right measures uh, to uh, prevent as much as possible uh, terrorist activities. The rest of the world really doesn't care. They want quiet. They don't want uh, the Palestinians to attract uh, too much attention. And this is also the uh, position of the United States, basically. And they demand of us, you know, keep things quiet. Uh, we don't want uh, too much trouble. Our eyes are elsewhere. They are busy with Ukraine. They are busy with China. Uh, they don't want uh, another point of friction uh, that uh, will burden uh, their um, minimal attention to this area. Indeed. Well, like uh, CIA Director uh, William Burns uh, has mentioned just recently, uh, the United States might not be interested in the Middle East, but the Middle East is most definitely interested in, in the United States. Uh, Dr. Webbe, when we're talking about the current state of play, uh, I'd like to ask you particularly about Operation Wastebreaker. To what degree does it impede on potential terror activity uh, crossing from uh, the West Bank territories, including the, the West Bank districts of Judea, Samaria, the Jordan Valley, into Israel uh, proper, uh, where, of course, security arrangements are less tight and uh, are uh, less uh, uh, 
able to basically um, stop things from evolving into uh, some deadly incident. Yeah, we, we should remember that uh, in this case, there is a lot of lessons that the Palestinians have already learned from the past. A, um, there is a, no signs of hope that the negotiation with Israel now with the new government will continue ahead for peace. Uh, but on the other hand, the uh, economy is, is not so good nowadays in the West Bank, and they, we can we could see um, lately that there are some kind of uh, popular uh, resistance, uh, especially in Jenin and in Nablus, and uh, there was the activity of the armed forces of IDF in, in, in those cities. On the one hand, in order to contain uh, 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 those terror uh, activities, but on the other hand, to let the uh, the life, the normal life, go on and to open the borders for the Palestinian workers, uh, etc. Um, on the other hand, there are sites in the Palestinian sphere that are watching um, the uh, the plans of the new government um, regarding. Uh, they are, have already approved 43 plans for the continued building um, uh, in the in the settlements new uh, units um, and especially in the isolated uh, the random settlements uh, outspots deep in the west bank so those signs all together might be bringing this kind of a uh, ways of the uh, resistance back to the Palestinian table but on the other hand we should remember that by and large the uh, the Palestinian um, uh, authority, uh, and the leadership uh, uh, are remembering the two conditions, two major conditions that are not uh, prepared right now for a new intifada, which is first the unification of the Palestinian arena, and secondly the public united network between all the Palestinian uh, sites and organ organizations. It's not there, so we should be uh, waiting, and I think that they. Uh, explosion is not going to, to occur um, around the corner, but there are here and there tensions that they might, um, we, we might uh, be watching uh, what we uh, call lonely wolves acting uh, alone uh, from this uh, party, from that party, uh, from those uh, armed forces or, uh, or terrorist uh, uh, organizations in the West Bank. Indeed. Mr. Owen, I'd like to uh, ask you with regard to Ultimately, uh, the the two points that or two ingredients that uh, Professor Inbar and uh, Dr. Webby spoke of. Uh, the first one is tensions are high because of the religious uh, uh, events basically converging uh, during the month uh, of April, and and ultimately uh, looking at uh, the the incentives, the political incentives behind those, uh, which ultimately might provide tailwind to uh, perpetrators to act uh, during this period of time. Uh, and therefore, uh, to what degree, and last week also the Israeli government uh, discussed matters to try and curtail this, but to what degree 
are organizations such as the Islamist Hamas organization and the Iranian proxy Palestinian Islamic Jihad going to seize the opportunity during this period of time to incite, incite the young children, as we've seen in the past several weeks, young children of 13 and 14 uh, going to the streets and trying to perpetrate uh, acts of terror. So obviously um, Hamas especially, uh, because uh, its whole uh, raison d'etre is resistance, and it does not resist actively out of Gaza, which it controls. It wants to inflame the other front, um, also looking ahead to um, some elections or a, or a coup where it would uh, get power in the West Bank. But in the meantime, it wants to have um, terror activity out of either the West Bank or Jerusalem, uh, which is within Israel uh, proper, and where security precautions are necessarily more lax because of the uh, papers and even license plates, which uh, the Palestinian residents of Jerusalem uh, have. Um, however, uh, what one uh, sees here is that the uh, outside pressure, especially the American pressure on Israel, has to do with don't make it worse. Okay, we know you cannot improve it now, but um, at least keep the status quo. And we have seen that when uh, Itamar Bengvir was appointed Minister of Public Security, now it's called National Security, and uh, his portfolio includes not only the Israel National Police, but also the prison service, he wanted to worsen conditions within the prison. And there are thousands of Palestinian prisoners there. They threaten hunger strikes and riots. And the other politicians, mostly Netanyahu, told Bengvir to lay off because Israel does not need more friction points. Also, um, the baseline for the uh, activity of this government or the performance of this government is what happened during the previous government and also at the very end of Netanyahu's last government in May of 2021 when we had uh, riots in mixed communities in Israel. So they are very, very worried that uh, should there be another such disturbance, they will be measured against the performance of the previous governments and against their own campaign pledges to not let it happen again. All of that comes down to uh, the uh, uh, willingness of the government not to do a lot in order to keep things relatively quiet. Professor Winba, I'd like to ask you about uh, the, the tension surrounding, again, uh, the Muslim month of Ramadan. Uh, the, the one who which tabled basically the the initially the Palestinian initiated uh, draft resolution of the UN Security Council, which was then turned into a presidential statement, uh, was the United Arab Emirates, uh, which obviously se seeks to uh, somehow improve its relations uh, with the Palestinians uh, as a two-track uh, diplomacy with. Uh, of course, uh, Israel being on the other track under the, the umbrella of the, the U.S. brokered Abraham Accords. Uh, to what degree, considering 
if we take also Jordan into the picture, which uh, has been quite uh, inflammatory in its statements, despite Article 10 of the peace treaty between Israel and Jordan, uh, it has not really adhered to that uh, matter when it comes to the Temple Mount. Uh, are we to expect the United Arab Emirates to potentially also play an active role with regard to the Temple Mount, maybe even Turkey or uh, Saudi Arabia under the table, seeking to alleviate tensions uh, in those areas, uh, considering the sensitivity of the matter? Well, taking into consideration the importance of Jerusalem, uh, the resonance, you know, the, the name of Jerusalem or Al-Quds carries in the Muslim world and elsewhere, everybody wants to play a part in Jerusalem. Although Jordan obviously would like to exclude all others, but the Saudis probably want a piece of Jerusalem. The Turks are already in Jerusalem, they are very active in Jerusalem. And I wouldn't be surprised if the UAE, for their own reason, would like to have uh, some kind of presence uh, in Jerusalem. And it all depends on, on Israel. Israel has to make a decision. If it sticks to its uh, peace uh, treaty with Jordan and uh, gives uh, Jordan uh, a better uh, role in, 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 in Jerusalem, particularly in the Temple Mount area. Uh, but this is an Israeli decision. Uh, we allow uh, the Turks to some extent to to operate in Jerusalem because we have a democratic country and they still uh, do it by, by the book and uh, don't do foolish things. Uh, but the other countries may as well uh, have uh, a role. Uh, we know the churches have a role in Jerusalem. It's a very attractive place and it's up to Israel to decide uh, what kind of uh, limitations they put on their activities of uh, foreign uh, governments. I think uh, Israel should be careful to delineate, you know, the role of foreigners in Jerusalem. This is Israel's capital, and uh, our behavior uh, will certainly uh, determine, uh, you know, the future uh, of uh, the relations uh, within uh, within uh, Israel. To some extent, the Arabs in Jerusalem will uh, uh, look at uh, Israel's behavior. And despite the fact that there are polls that show that they are happy with the status quo, uh, but uh, they may think otherwise if we uh, do not, if Israel doesn't show a strong hand. Indeed, of course, taking into account Article 9 of uh, the peace treaty between Israel and uh, Jordan, which uh, cites, of course, the Washington Declaration in which Israel obliged to uh, recognize uh, Jordan's special role in Jerusalem and in the holy places of Jerusalem. We could see last uh, month, uh, particularly, uh, King Abdullah II visiting the United States of America, meeting with uh, the then newly uh, elected uh, Speaker of Parliament uh, or Speaker of the, the House of Representatives, and uh, subsequently also with King, uh, with, uh, the King met with uh, President Biden. Uh, during all of his discussions, uh, Dr. Webe, uh, he raised a matter of Jerusalem, he raised a matter of the Temple Mount, and raised a matter of uh, the, the uh, tense situation on the ground uh, throughout uh, Judea and Samaria, uh, the Jordan Valley, and warned uh, that unless Israel... Uh, uh, alleviates uh, certain measures, uh, things will uh, implode. Do, uh, do you recognize a certain shift or reaction from Israel in this uh, perspective? 
Yeah, I think that the uh, Jordan and especially the king are really very worried from the ongoing uh, scenario. Um, we are watching right now that the, the conflict uh, right now is concentrating inside the Israeli Jewish uh, community regarding Jerusalem and regarding the regime and a lot of open questions. But everybody is watching and witnessing that. Um, I mentioned um, also uh, how the Palestinians from inside the, um, the West Bank are, are witnessing also this situation. But Jordan in particular, uh, the dangerous scenario of uh, Jordan regarding the Palestinian issue is that uh, Jordan will be the alternative Palestine due to uh, the, the uh, right-wing uh, ideology that was written, spoken, uh, etc. In this case, uh, the right-wing government will continue uh, building the settlements um, in the West Bank and quickly to contribute to the collapse of the PA. And if the Palestinian Authority collapses, then um, Jordan should take responsibilities on the West Bank. And again, it will be involved in this case that the king does not uh, want to be there. He wants um, the, uh, the negotiation to continue with, the, with Israel, uh, between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And Jordan will be uh, to the east side of the river, independent responsible for uh, the issues, the religious issues in uh, Jerusalem, which is very important to Jordan, but without taking responsibilities for the whole uh, Palestinian sphere, this collapse might be um, a very uh, dangerous scenario for the king, and he wants uh, America, the West, to take action, to be involved, and they, uh, they, they are talking about empty statements of the West, of the US, of the European countries, that are right now involved, really, in a lot of other cases, rather than the Palestinian issue. Of course, uh, according to uh, several uh, reports uh, or figures, uh, international figures of the demographics uh, of uh, uh, Jordan, uh, several percent shy of 80% are Palestinian in the kingdom uh, or the Hashemite kingdom of Jordan, uh, something that had its consequences uh, throughout the course of uh, this uh, kingdom uh, for quite some time. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Israel is uh, trying to, to maneuver within uh, the situation. The defense establishment is playing a key role in this uh, uh, circumstance. To what degree do you see this um, maneuvering successful, uh, taking into account also that we, we kind of left one factor out, the Palestinian uh, Islamist organizations in the Gaza Strip, which have... Uh, uh, been uh, not very helpful uh, in keeping things quiet so, in Jerusalem. So Israel, uh, of course, um, is self-defined as a Jewish and democratic state, but it does not ask neighboring countries to consider themselves Arab and democratic states. Arab or Muslim, that's good enough. Democracy can wait. What is important is stability. Regime stability, be it President Sisi uh, in Egypt or the Hashemite kingdom uh, in Amman and uh, in other places, and even, even President Bashar Assad in Damascus is considered the lesser evil uh, if, if the alternative is, is chaos and many um, organizations and gangs attacking uh, Israel. Um, one, one point uh, which bears mentioning 
is the uh, security forces, the security organizations of the Palestinian Authority. Um, because of the dire financial straits in which the PA is, the uh, security organizations have not been funded uh, properly. There are other reasons um, uh, Israel, uh, in a way, is fining the PA because it pays the families of prisoners and of those killed while um, uh, in terror acts against it. So the Americans are now trying to bypass it by giving the Palestinian Authority more assistance, hoping that this will get to the security organizations. Because while the Israeli Shabak and the defense forces, the intelligence arm of the uh, military, they are doing excellent work, nevertheless, some 20 or 30 percent of terror acts foiled come from the security organizations of the Palestinian Authority. So it is in everyone's interest, except, of course, the terrorists, that the security organizations be handled properly. We could also raise questions about mismanagement, considering the fact that the United States has diverted uh, roughly $960 million in aid uh, to the Palestinian Authority uh, since the Biden administration took office two years ago. And uh, the European Union, uh, which is less than what the European Union allocates for the Palestinian Authority. Nobody blamed them from being, for being uh, models of integrity. No, indeed. Uh, well, uh, we're drawing near to the end of the program. There are roughly two minutes. And therefore, I'd like to ask uh, both of our distinguished guests to provide somewhat of a very brief three-sentence analysis. Where are we heading from here? Professor Inbal, we'll start with you. We have two processes that uh, basically undermine the Palestinian authority. Uh, one is, of course, it's uh, losing monopoly of use of force uh, and uh, allowing militias uh, to take over part of its territory. Gaza, in Gaza, we have Hamas, but as it was mentioned in uh, Jenin and Naples, we see militias. Uh, and the other process is, of course, the succession story. Uh, everybody's Indeed. preparing for... Uh, uh, the succession of uh, Palestinian after, Authority Chairman after, uh, Mahmoud Abbas. Abbas uh, goes. Correct. And this is uh, a problem. Uh, and uh, we may well see the... Uh, disappearance of the Palestinian Authority, and I'm not sure we should be sorry about it. Well, we'll have to uh, revert to this topic in the future, as this uh, will, of course, uh, uh, be a matter of priority to uh, to deliberate, to discuss, and to inform uh, all of our viewers uh, regarding this. Uh, Dr. Webe, your assessment for the near future? I think that we are watching a new phase right now, even before the departure of Mahmoud Abbas. There is a, a history uh, lesson uh, uh, that um, we remember in the Second Intifada that when uh, uh, Abu Ammar uh, Arafat declared Intifada, it uh, slipped out of his hand. And then as a result, Hamas came into power in 2006. Indeed. And the rest uh, of the story uh, we all remember. So I do not underestimate the uh, security coordination with the Palestinians in the West Bank. They have to wait. We have to wait. And I think that the moderate uh, voices will continue to cooperate till we uh, be watching a new horizon, maybe a new Indeed. hope, a new solution. Mr. Owen? Abbas is mortal, but we have started speaking about his succession some seven or eight years ago. And one is afraid that our own succession 
will take place before Abbas does. Well, uh, perhaps. Indeed. Well, this is all the time that we have for today. I'd like to thank Professor Inbar and Dr. Wehebe, as well as Mr. Oren, of course. And I'd like to thank all of you at home. And until next time, Shalom. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.